0: It's Wednesday, May 20th. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill, and joining me is Mr. Ron Gross. Good to see you, my friend. Good to see you, Mr. Chris Hill. Uh, it, this is going to be a retail show. This is all retail <laughs> today. We've got yeah. Lowe's, we've got the latest results from Urban Outfitters, which I have some questions about, <laughs> um, but we're going to start with Target. <laughs> and, you know, Target's story is similar to what we saw with Walmart. Um, same store sales up nearly ten, uh, excuse me, eleven percent for Target. Uh, profits and revenue look good, but it all came at a cost because Target is spending a lot more money.
1: Yes, as as we saw with Walmart, but you know what? It's nice when most of your competition has been closed, and uh, unfortunately, the circumstances are quite quite sad. But uh, there wasn't many places to go if it wasn't Walmart, Target, Costco, um, a few other folks, And, and the results show that, especially online. With online sales up 141% for Target, that's versus 74% for Walmart, but but a different base they're working off of. Uh, Interestingly and importantly, same-day services for Target up 278%. So whether you want same-day delivery or pickup, curbside pickup in the stores, they've kind of really got that locked down. They've figured out um, over the last couple years by spending a fair amount of money how to do that right and this was the perfect time to, to be able to do that for consumers. Store comps, in and of itself, perfectly fine, up 0.9%, but then when you add in digital, that's where you get that 10.8% uh, comp increase that you're talking about, and, and that's versus a 10% comp increase for Walmart, so even a little little bit better for Target. Average basket was up twelve and a half percent, which led to an overall increase in revenue of about eleven percent. But then there's the story of expenses, as you mentioned, um, five hundred million spent on safety measures, higher wages. Um, obviously, takes a, a chunk out of operating margins, and in fact, the product mix did as well because a lot of more lower margin products, food, for example, um, being purchased, higher margin products like apparel, relatively weak. So five hundred million spent. Um, on COVID-related expenses, Walmart, you'll recall, spent about nine hundred million uh, on COVID expenses. So at the end of the day, you know profits were poor, um, and and you know they couldn't really make up for the fact that, that we were living in unprecedented times. But still, overall, you you can't complain with these results um, during during a, a pandemic. As with all these companies, no guidance was offered. Didn't expect any. But I think they're seeing continued strength into April and May carry through. And in fact, across departments, for example, we, we thought apparel was weak, but we see some, some revival in, in, in more than just kind of the staples that, that these companies sell. So, probably, I would imagine the rest of this year looks pretty good.
0: Uh, yeah, we were talking the other day about you go back a few years, and Brian Cornell, the CEO at Target, decides we don't want to be in the pharmacy business anymore, and so they they sell that to CVS. And one of the things Cornell said at the time was, "We're going to focus on things like home furnishings, home goods, and apparel." And I I think fairly there were some people who were skeptical about that. You know, Cornell has had a very good track record as the CEO of Target. Um, uh, And maybe skeptical is overstated. They basically just had some questions. It's like, okay, now you've got nearly $2 billion from CVS, how are you going to spend it? Um, And I think that at a time when you have to look at, particularly when it comes to men's suits, like just, you would not want to be in that business. I actually think this is a a, an opportunity for Target uh, for what they're doing with men's and women's sort of casual apparel.
1: Yeah, they sell fine apparel at a good price, Um, and it'll be interesting to watch because we keep talking about all these retailers that are just not going to come back. There's going to be a, a fair shakeout, and. It'll be interesting to see specifically in apparel what happens there because higher-end people who are looking for for more expensive higher-end, I don't think are going to abandon their stores and start shopping at Target, certainly not exclusively, perhaps for weekend clothes, workout clothes, sweats, jeans, perhaps, um, but not for the higher-end stuff. So Some of the higher-end stuff will survive. Does that mean department stores? have a place in that, or is it going to be more boutiques? I don't have an answer to that yet. We'll keep an eye on it. But certainly, Target's done a fine job in that kind of mid-priced, fine quality, you know, good value apparel market.
0: One of the things you mentioned was the average ticket price in this quarter. I think that's going to be something worth watching, certainly next quarter and the one after that, because Target is one of those places, and it's not the only one that's like this, but look, look, there's something to impulse buying. There is something to the idea that I'm going into Target, I've got my list of things, but as I'm walking around this large store, I see something here, I see something there, and it's like, and that sort of boosts up. I, I wonder if that's going to continue. Uh, you know, that that seems like it's easier to control your impulses if you're shopping online uh, rather than just walking through the store. And I think the average ticket is going to be worth watching over the next couple of quarters and and what management says about it regardless of which direction it goes
1: in. That's a good point. We're gonna, I'm going to see if the this hoarder mentality continues. Now, I had it in the first place, so I had it way before this. I would walk through a Target and I would leave with like six deodorants because I like just having backup in my cabinet. Just makes me feel good because I'm a, a weird guy. But now hoarding was like a real thing. Everyone wanted backup because who knew when it was going to be available again? You know, whether it was toilet paper or whatever you're talking about. Um, It'll be interesting to see if that follows through if people continue with you know what I'm getting one deodorant but you know maybe I'll just get three this time around and, and I won't have to come back anytime soon so maybe the the number of sh- times you shop will be lower but the average ticket will be higher those will be interesting things to watch uh, see how they shake out
0: let's move on to Lowe's and Lowe's Lowe's had a really good first quarter revenue was good same-store sales. Up I, just over 11%. Uh, but similar to what we saw with Home Depot yesterday, Lowe's is spending more money on employee wages,
1: benefits, and obviously cleaning the stores. Correct. And, and, and they had to, just just similar to Target, similar to Walmart, similar to Home Depot, as you said, um, $340, $350 million in COVID related expenses for Lowe's. It's a necessity. Um, You got to pay the associates. Um, They um, very kindly uh, help support healthcare workers and first responders as well um, with some of of their cash, which was great to see. Um, But as as you say, business was pretty strong with U.S. comp sales up 12.3%. That's a really nice number. Uh, Online up 80%. Um, Perhaps Lowe's not traditionally a company you think of when it comes to online shopping, but we were all sitting at home doing doing some online shopping and, and, and they benefited from it for sure. Adjusted EPS earnings per share up forty five percent. So again, really, really strong numbers. Now they took some steps to shore up their balance sheet, as we're seeing across the board, makes perfect sense. They raised four billion dollars in senior secured notes. They increased their revolving credit facility by almost a billion, about three quarters of a billion. So now they have about six billion dollars in cash plus three billion of capacity on their revolver. Should be Plenty of cash to to both get them through where we are right now as well um, to make investments as needed. They did suspend their share repurchase program, as has basically everyone. And and again, they offered no guidance, which which wasn't expected. But really nice quarter for Lowe's. Um, and they're spending like like everyone, you know, Home Depot eight hundred and fifty million uh, in spending versus Lowe's at three hundred and forty. Different size businesses, um, but 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 you got to do what you got to do. And it, it was a nice quarter.
0: It was, and uh, you know, we talked about this yesterday w- with respect to Home Depot. I mean, Lowe's is also one of those businesses that is very consistent in their ad spend. Um, you know, I, they're not really, even though they have different promotions throughout the year, they're, they're not really heavily dependent on one season versus the next. And I, I do think that Home Depot and Lowe's are, are set up for a, a pretty good run here in terms of their businesses because people are in their homes. They're looking around and saying, Well, what I've got the time. What do I want to change? What do I want to do with my outdoors? All that sort of thing. But of course, as you said, it's got to be balanced. I mean, the you know, under normal times, you'd say, well, gosh, this is a great opportunity. Uh, I'm going to just pick up a few shares of both. But as you said, Ron, you got to factor in the additional spending. I mean, they're being smart about it. I think Marvin Ellison, who's been CEO for, I think, just about two years now, I think he and his team are being smart with what they're doing at Lowe's. But you can't just assume, because people are going to be spending more on the outsides of their homes, that it's automatically going to flow to the bottom line.
1: That's true, but I do think what you said originally is correct, that I think things look pretty good here. I think the interest rate environment is right. I think what people are spending on um, bodes well for both of these companies. Stocks have held up very well, relative. You know, Lowe's is about flat for the year. Home Depot up about 9% or so. So, you know, hasn't really taken a, a, as much of a hit as the market has, although obviously the market has come screaming back to where we are right now, which is not that bad um, from a year to date perspective. Um, you know, the, the tell of these two companies is always Lowe's is a little bit cheaper relative to Home Depot. Home Depot is a little bit. Uh, more well-run than Lowe's. Both are fine companies to own. You can get Lowe's at 19 times, you got to pay 23 times for Home Depot. That disparity may be worth it because Home Depot, I think, is, is a bit better run. But you don't really have to pick and choose. You could own both uh, of these companies, and, and I think you'll probably do pretty well. Do you
0: have a preference between these two? My, my only preference is Home Depot simply by virtue of geography. The, the closest Home Depot is closer to my home than the
1: closest Lowe's. 100 percent, and that's exactly what I was going to say. Now, I'm, I'm a Home Depot shareholder, so from that perspective, I have a preference. But as far as shopping goes, well, fr- first of all, it's not my preferred place to shop. I'm not that um, handy, for lack of a better <laughs> word. Um, but if I got to go, it, it's what's, whichever is closest, and that happens to be Home Depot.
0: I'm not that handy either, but (laughs) that's one of the things I like about Home Depot. Um, You know, and the the few times I've been to Lowe's, I've I found the same experience that they got staff that's going to help people like you and me. yeah, people, you know, because typically my move at Home Depot is I walk in with like the thing that I need, and (laughs) I'm just I'm holding it up. I'm just wandering around like go up to someone in an orange apron. I'm like I'm looking for this. I'm looking for this exact size screw. I'm looking for a light bulb that is this size. Can you help me, please? And they're like, yeah, come on over here.
1: But I end up asking, like, I have like an outdoor question, and I end up asking the guy who makes the keys. And he's like, I, I, I don't know, not, not my department. You got to go to the other side of the store, sir. I was like, okay, fine.
0: All right, let's wrap up uh, our retail show today with Urban Outfitters. And look, the headlines about Urban Outfitters quarter Are just awful. I mean, the the profits and revenue (laughs) were far worse than expected. Urban Outfitters stock is down seven percent, and that appears to be the best thing I can say about it—that it's only down seven percent. Why? And I'm not trying to pick on Urban Outfitters, but why? Why is
1: this stock not down more? This this seemed pretty bad. It is pretty bad. I mean, this stock's down maybe forty percent on the year, so it's already. Gotten a big chunk taken out of it. Um, You couldn't expect anything good to come out of this um, with all the stores basically closed. Stores were closed for half of the quarter, basically. So whether it's free people, urban outfitters, or anthropology, all just terrible, really. Um, Com sales overall down 28%, with overall sales down 32%. These are preliminary results, by the way. They have some. Um, things that they're they're looking at, um, and this is I think one thing investors will be focusing on. They're looking at perhaps taking asset impairment charges, and so far they've taken a provisional fourteen point five million charge um, for, um, as they said, they're not they weren't specific uh, for some type of asset impairment, and then another forty three million dollar reserve for inventory obsolescence. Apparel retail being a tough business, and you know sometimes you have to be promotional or you have to write down inventory just just to get get rid of it. So certainly that that's not good um, to see either. Only positive, low double digit growth in online sales. I mean, so we we can point to that. I guess not that not that surprising. But th- this goes back to what we were saying earlier about apparel, right? Does Target the targets of the world take Urban's business? Or is there still going to be a place for kind of this urban chic, kind of Free People um, stores? I think in Urban Outfitters' case, the answer is yes because I think people really like Anthropology. They really like the namesake Urban Outfitters, and and if my family's any indication, Free People has been um, pretty strong as well, um, right up until until the virus hit. So I think this is, I think they recover, but for now it's it's brutal.
0: Yeah, one of my thoughts when I was looking at this quarter because the last time you were on the show we one of the things we talked about was in a time like this how important more than before it is to have a strong balance sheet. And so when I saw what was happening with the stock and look, this is a 1.6 billion dollar company. This is not like some of the retailers that we've been talking about over the past couple of weeks where, you know, where the the market cap is down to a couple hundred million or something like that i 'm assuming there 's some stability in urban outfitters balance sheet that that some of these other retailers don 't have, but it 's definitely going to be a rough six to twelve months for them
1: it 's going to be a rough six to twelve months. I think the balance sheet is fine ish you could always be better, but you know we 're not talking about one of these companies that is, is in, in imminent trouble and, and really hustling to figure out what to do, going into crisis mode. Um, but as you say, they're going to have to hunker down. I mean, we are starting to reopen right across the country, um, and that includes retail and that includes malls. Um, we all hope that it's not too soon and that this doesn't end up reversing course. Um, but things should should start to follow through and, 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 and improve and th- their their balance sheet should get them where they need to be.
0: But the other thing that's going to be interesting to see is how do, not just urban outfitters, but sort of these smaller retail uh, outfits, uh, particularly on the apparel retail side of things. How do they manage with the issues that we talked about with Target? and Home Depot. We don't really hear Urban Outfitters talking about, like, here's the hundreds of millions of dollars we spent on employee wages, benefits, and cleaning the stores. And presumably, as things start to open up, they're going to have to figure that out as well. Like, yes, as things open up, that's more of an opportunity for Urban Outfitters, but presumably, they're also going to have to spend, you know, maybe they deal with employee benefits and wages in a different way. They're absolutely going to have to spend more money on cleaning, aren't they?
1: Without a doubt, they all will, and including and restaurants included, and that's going to take a hit at a margins, perhaps permanently or, or, or semi-permanently until vaccines are, are widely adopted and everyone feels a little bit more comfortable. So Maybe in a year or two, that's, that subsides to a certain extent. Um, but for sure, expenses are, are going up and margins are going down, and that will likely be reflected in, in the stock prices because profit profits are going to take a little bit of a hit as a result. Alright, Ron Gross, always good talking to you. You too, Chris. Thanks. As always,
0: people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and the Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's gonna do it for this edition of Market Foolery. The show is mixed by Dan Boyd. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.